Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Dr. Bo Bruce. Today is the last Sunday before Lent begins. The last Sunday in our pre-preparation for Lent, which began two weeks ago with Septuagesima. The name of this day, Quinquagesima, means 50, and it's 50 days before Easter. And it means that this is the mirror Sunday to Pentecost, which occurs 50 days after Lent. One thing I like about this Sunday is that it reminds us that the penitential Lenten season is shorter than the celebratory Easter season. Yes, we fast, but we feast more. And Jesus said to them, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. And that brings us to today's reading. At first, it seems like they're two unrelated stories smashed together. But when we look deeper, we see it follows this same fasting, feasting pattern. Jesus describes to his disciples how all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. And what's the answer? Will it be glorious? Will he ride into town a triumphant king? Yes, but what first? Well, he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and he shall be mocked and spitefully entreated, spit upon. They shall scourge him and put him to death. Only after that, the victory. On the third day, he shall rise again. And this is part of our Lenten journey, to take up our cross and share so minimally in some of what our Lord experienced, what God himself sacrificed for us in order to save us. Do we do this because God wants us to suffer? Of course not. God wants us to rejoice, to celebrate. But God knows that this world offers much worse. The opportunity to be overly indulgent in the seeming riches of food, drink, fantasy, sex, violence, and so forth. When those things are not put in their proper place, those things can control us. And when they do, we are dead, not just in this world, but in the world to come, even if we don't recognize it. God knows that by some temperance, some minor suffering of, of denying ourselves some types of food and a little bit of it, we can avoid greater suffering. Just like brushing your teeth can sometimes seem to be a minor inconvenience, it certainly keeps you out of a lot bigger trouble. God also tells us that the celebration, the victory is coming. The fasting is not for nothing. Lent is just a minor inconvenience for much greater rewards, such as denying ourselves in this finite life overall, will lead to eternal benefit. What happens here in the story, though? They understood none of these things, and this saying was hidden from them. Neither knew they the things which were spoken. They don't get it. Do I? Do you? Probably not. Or will we even go from being ignorant as the disciples were to indignant, like Peter, taking Jesus aside and telling him that this shall never happen to him, as is recorded in Matthew and Mark. That earned Peter a stern rebuke from our Lord, get behind me, Satan. Is that what the Lord is saying to us right now as we try to figure out how to weasel out of what we need to do? Of course, it's natural that we feel that way, but we, that's exactly why we need to train ourselves. Lent is an opportunity to renew our repentance, an opportunity to examine ourselves honestly, discard the bad and retain the good. Just as we were hearing about the vine dresser 
and our Lord. We want to be the good branches, bearing good fruit, fed by our Lord Jesus Christ. And we must not let Satan make us fear this opportunity to examine ourselves. That's exactly his plan, to make us feel guilty so we do not confess who we really are, to feel shame and hide our sins, or to become despondent such that we never can that we we become despondent believing that we can never conquer them. <clears throat> this is exactly what Satan hopes to accomplish. And he thereby keeps us from admitting our wrongs and receiving forgiveness and hope. Here's something John Chrysostom said. And he said just like this, pay attention carefully. After the sin comes the shame. Courage follows repentance. Did you pay attention to what I said? Satan upsets the order. He gives courage to sin and shame to repentance. Pay attention carefully. After the sin comes the shame, courage follows repentance. Satan upsets the order. He gives courage to sin and shame to repentance. And we have to turn this on our head and not allow Satan to victory. And here we return to our reading where we begin to see the connection between the stories. The disciples are blind for now. And what happens? They meet a blind man who Jesus heals simply because he asks persistently with faith. The disciples are also blind in the first story. They don't understand what Jesus is saying, but they're blind here too, likely joining the people and rebuking the man to quiet down, as we know that they did in so many other cases. But we know that the disciples will have their eyes finally opened, just like this blind man. They will come to understand the suffering and death that bring about salvation, bring about the salvation of the world. They will join Christ by taking up their crosses, trading temporary suffering for freedom from this world's chains. We see in the miracle that God is in control after just telling us that he was going to suffer, die. He's in control. Just as Satan turns the order of sin and repentance upside down, Satan tries to convince us that suffering is something to be avoided at all costs and that we should make every effort to just enjoy a life of luxury. Jesus turns that on its head. He shows us that a little suffering is the path to salvation, not just our personal salvation, but the salvation of the entire world. So what are we supposed to be doing for Lent? Well, here's the, one of the prescribed tasks. I'll read it verbatim from Father Michael because it's always better that way. Fasting for laity begins on Ash Wednesday. That's this Wednesday. No meat, no meat juices, no meat byproducts, nothing that moves, quacks or squawks. Yes, chicken is meat. This is on Monday through Saturday. Sundays is not a fasting day in the Western Rite, and that used to be universal. If possible, you limit yourselves to one full meal and a small collation during the day. Collation is a light, informal meal. Small children and the elderly are not held to this. If you have a health problem, such as an addiction to Wendy's or something else of that sort, talk to me. Really, I'm lonely. Look out, little Father Michael. And in addition to fasting, we should also redouble our efforts to pray more and to be giving to those around us. Always remember that almsgiving does not always involve stuff. Sometimes the most important alms you can give are assistance with a menial task or kind words to your family or friends. And so, like the blind man. Let this Lent be a time that we are persistently begging God to have mercy on us. May our sight be restored so that we can see ourselves for who we are and instead of letting guilt 
get the best of us. Confess who we are and receive the Lord's bottomless repentance and come to a paschal victory over our enemies. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.